If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Daniel. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 1 this morning. I want to thank Pastor for this opportunity to preach. Um, I've had many opportunities so far, and Lord has um, worked on my heart, especially this week at camp. I want to thank him again for taking Jared, Jacob, and I. We had a great time, and we were able to, one, participate in the activities, but also, like he said, get in on some really good preaching tips and tricks. All right, if you're there, we're going to start in verse number 8. The Bible says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love of the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your face as worse, liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Then Daniel said to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink, and gave them pulse. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity you've given me to preach your word, Lord. Please give me boldness, Lord. But Lord, please help me not to say what I would say, Lord. But please fill me with your spirit, and have me say only the things that you would have me say. Lord, please be with me today, and thank you for all. In Jesus' name. Amen. As you come to Daniel chapter 1, you find that the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, has just conquered Jerusalem and besieged it. As he comes through Jerusalem, he comes and kidnaps at least several hundred, as we find if we go back into 2 Kings. And he sees these four. And these four, um, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which are just the um, names that the prince of the eunuchs had given them. He sees them. And so Daniel, in the first part, he says... He purposed in his heart is the first thing we see if you see in verse eight. And so he purposed in his heart and he said, we, we can be like all the other teenagers in this, in this group because there's plenty of us. And he's like, no one's going to know the difference. And the thing that really stuck out to me is like in this today's world, people who go to public school, people who are in private school, homeschool, it is so easy to fit in with other crowds. It's so easy to go the way with the flow. And I've heard a lot of people say that. Just go with the flow, dude. It's, it's, it's all right. You can just live the way you're supposed to live, the way you... You want to live, and that's not true. And that's one thing that's encouraged me about this message, that Daniel said, no, we're not going to go with the flow. We're going to do what Jesus Christ said, and that's what we're going to do. As you read on, you find that instead of blending in with all the other younger men, Daniel, Shadrach, and Mishko each found favor with the prince of the eunuchs. This would be a valuable asset for them later on in the passage. As you see in verse 9, it says, Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Honestly, the thing that really stuck out to me in that verse alone is that God is the one who brought Daniel into favor. Because if you think about it, Daniel's probably never met this man in his life. Like, there's, they're in two different nations, and it's, but it's God who puts people in your life. Like Brother Ken, Brother Ken Mulkey. Through, it's very encouraging to me that while he's going through this whole struggle with his wife, he's still seeking to be an encouragement to other people. And that's one thing that's really just stuck to me is that even though Christ is putting you through the valley, like Jared said, there could be someone in your life that Christ is really trying to get you to influence. Um, so that's the first thing we see is that Daniel purpose in his heart. When you think of the word purpose, you think of almost like a determination. Like you say you purpose. So I like, I determine that I'm not going to go against the flow. 
and the if you think about it, your heart determines what you do and say. In Luke six forty five, the Lord says, that "For of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh." So now we have isolated the problem to the heart, but now you got to think about how does it get to your heart. First of all, it comes from your brain or your thought process, your thought life. And uh, last year at camp, Brother Jody Jenkins preached a message on your thought life. Um, he took us back to Second Kings twenty three, where we learned that Josiah began to purge his kingdom from the north. Northern part of the kingdom to the southern part. The application that he made was that we need to purge our minds and our lives from our thought process, from our brain to our hearts. For sake of time, we're not going to be able to go over the specifics, but it's kind of interesting. I made the relation between how when we purge ourselves from our brain to our heart, it clears our brain. And what you think on is what's going to be in your heart. So you may be able to fool people on the outside. It may look like... We're living the Christian life or we're being the good Christians that God has created us to be. But on the inside, God knows our heart. He knows if we're actually right with Him. Just as Josiah purged his kingdom from north to south, we must purge our bodies from our mind to our heart. Not only did Daniel purpose in his heart, he also purposed in his walk. If you would direct your attention to verse 14 and 15, the Bible says, So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Not only do you have to purpose in your heart, but you have to walk through it. You can't just say something. That's one thing that Brother Ed stressed a lot at camp. He's like, you can make as many decisions for God as you want to. But until you take that first step of faith and you start walking through and fulfilling those promises that you made to God, it's moot. Because you can purpose in your heart all you want. But until you walk through and fulfill your promise to God, you can't serve Christ. You can't just purpose in your heart and expect to change without doing any work. Most people are like, most people think the Christian life is, okay, I'm saved. Alrighty, um, I'm saved and uh, let's just wait for the return of Christ. Twiddle our thumbs and we think that the Christian life is just sitting around doing nothing. That is not at all. We think that Christian life is easy. Let me ask you a question. Was dying on a cross easy? It was not. Christ had to work for it. In the garden, he was literally sweating great teardrops of blood through his skin. This is, not, this is not what God created the Christian life to be. God did not create the Christian life for us to be sitting around and letting people die and go to hell. He created us to be an example, to be a relationship with him. And he created us to be a witness to those people who are lost and on their way to hell. And he created us to witness to them because we got to tell them about the change that he has made in our lives. Just like Pastor preached this morning, we have to be desperate. Desperation is where it begins. You can't just say, oh, well, I just want to witness today. You're never going to be able to build up the courage to tell somebody about Jesus Christ if, you're just, if you don't feel like it. Not only did Daniel purpose in his walk, but he purposed in his future. The sad reality is that we will sometimes purpose to do what God has called us to do in our heart. And we'll follow through the first couple days. But it takes real determination and real purposing to follow through for the rest of our lives. As, just as Daniel continued in his walk, as you can see in verse 21, we must continue in our walk till Christ returns. In verse 21, the Bible says, And Daniel continued even unto the first rear of King Cyrus. As we were going over this with Pastor, I found it kind of comical. He outlived. Daniel outlived Nebuchadnezzar in the palace. And he lived all the way till the next king. Just found that. Hilarious. <laughs> the Lord is looking for people who have purpose to say no to the things of this world. If you're here tonight and you aren't sure if you're ready for the return of Christ during the invitation, please get that settled.
Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank You for this day. Lord, I thank You for the opportunity You've given me to preach, Lord. I thank You for what You've laid on my heart, Lord. I pray that anybody who is not here, Lord, who does not know You as personal Savior, Lord, that tonight would be the night of salvation. Thank You for all You've done. In Jesus' name I pray.